Hello, my name is Gilworth, and I'm the owner of the OAM Podcast Network here in Memphis, Tennessee. OAM operates in the back of a retail shop called Exora that I own with my wife. Exora is a shop for local makers to present and sell their crafts. We opened Exora in February and unfortunately had to close due to COVID-19 in March. Everyone has been affected by COVID-19, and the future is definitely uncertain. If you would like to help support the OAM Podcast Network during these uncertain times, we're accepting donations. You can donate on our Venmo, P-O-D-M-E-M, our Cash App, P-O-D-M-E-M, and our PayPal, info at theoamnetwork.com. If you have an idea for a podcast, we're still taking podcast pitches and can even work with you to create your own home studio so you can record in the comfort of your house, send us audio, and we'll mix, edit, and release your podcast on all the major podcast platforms. If you have a service or product you need to get the word out on, hit us up to learn more about our discounted advertising rates. You can also go to ixoraixoramemphis.com where we're selling masks. If you buy a mask from Ixora, we will donate one to Labonner. You can also shop online from all of the vendors here at Exora. Thank you so much, and please enjoy this podcast. The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Hello, my dear MFers. I'm Catherine Sunt, and welcome to Memphis Famous, the podcast where I talk to people who are well-known in our fair city and learn more about them, and today is no exception. Alan Creasy has been voted the best bartender in Memphis three times. He's been on the list eight times, and he's been working at Celtic Crossing for almost 15 years. He's also currently a candidate for the Tennessee State House. Please welcome Alan Creasy. Hi, Alan. Hey, great to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We're, we're already, we're only on episode four and we're already to the like Catherine interviews her bartender <laughs> phase of the podcast. But, um, I, well, you, I think you are Memphis famous because other than my husband, you have the most Facebook friend. You and I have 75 Facebook friends in common. And I don't even know how you know all of these people, but just everyone knows Alan Creasy. It's just, it's an indisputable Midtown fact. Everyone's like, oh, oh yeah, I know Alan. I know that guy. <laughs> Is that through politics, through bartending, just your personality? <laughs> um, through politics, uh, through the political scene, um, um, through uh, bartending, um, I guess through like other nonprofits that I've volunteered for over the past few years. Um, I guess just anywhere. Nice. And uh, I don't want to talk about, you know, coronavirus the whole hour, but you do work in the service industry and you are currently furloughed. Are you just, um, are you home all day? How are you spending your time? Um, well, uh, thankfully, um, when when all this happened, um, DJ, my employer, uh, called me and said, look, we're going to go to, to go only. And so mm. we're going to let, let let most folks go. And, um, we had talked previously and, you know, a lot of my coworkers don't really have any savings, didn't have any, don't have uh, a backup for all this. Um, yeah. so I, I volunteered to, you know, I guess take a very, uh, a very odd vacation. Mm, yeah. So I've, I've been in the house. I've been, uh, making some phone calls, 
I'm watching some Netflix and that's, 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 that's it. That's life right now. Are you still kind of uh, actively campaigning or is that harder to do when you can't actually get out there and shake the hands and kiss the babies and all that? Well, you know, the, 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 the thing that I enjoy most uh, about campaigning and uh, I guess it sort of relates to what I do for a living is, you know, I kind of knock on people's doors and I, I, I listen to their problems Mm. Um, which is, <laughs> I guess that's what I do for a living, but, um, yeah, so you do listen to people's problems and complaints in both lines of your work. I hadn't thought about that. Right. Um, uh, but obviously I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not knocking on doors right now. And, um, it's also, uh, an inappropriate time to be, to be, to ask people for money. Um, because yeah. a lot of people are, you know, they're in, they're in dire straits right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I've been doing is, uh, calling folks in the, the district that I'm running and, um, asking how they're doing and, uh, if they need it, uh, helping them go through the, the process of filling out, uh, uh unemployment application. Oh, good. Good for you. That's a really good use of your time. I think that, you know, people are kind of, uh, we're not we're not tired of politics right now. I think we're, but I think people were a little bit happy to have a break from it. But not that we not that this was the break that we wanted. But I think people are a little bit wary of, of politicians trying to sway their vote right now. So I think that's a really responsible way to to show your district that or your hopefully future district that you that you care about them. Um, for those who don't know, Alan is running for uh, the Tennessee State House. And this is District 97, which is, uh, unfortunately, I, I don't live in your district, so I can, I can donate to you, but I can't vote for you. What, what made you kind of decide to get into politics? What, how did that decision take place? Um, I guess it was about five or six years ago. I had, um, I guess, developed this notoriety or following because of what I do for a living. Uh, it was about, about this time, uh, it was like 2014, I had an attorney friend of mine come to me and say, Alan, there's a whole bunch of judges running right now. I'm an attorney. I know these folks. Let me tell you who to vote for. I see these folks every day. And I looked at her and said, well, I'm a bartender. I, I also see these folks every single day. Let me tell you who to vote for. <laughs> and that I, I, had, I had started uh, volunteering for local nonprofits, like, uh, you know, um, helping them fundraise like uh, Choices out Memphis some some projects you know, involved with the Humane Society. Uh, I'd help them with bartending. I'd show up. I'd um, help, get, help get liquor donated. I'd bartend. I'd get I donate all my tips. And doing all that work with not, local nonprofits, um, you know, led me to uh, start volunteering for local candidates. Um, and then from local candidates as a as a fundraiser uh, bartender. Um, that kind of thing led me to knocking on doors and I just discovered that I loved it, you know, no matter where I, where I was. Um, and I've knocked on prior to me running, I'd say about eight, seven or 8,000 doors in Shelby County, anywhere from, uh, Collierville, Germantown, Cordova, Frazier, North Memphis, Chelsea, New Chicago, Midtown, East Memphis, South Memphis, and, you know, Robert Foot Homes before they were, before they were, uh, destroyed. Wow. So I I think that that's really important given, you know, your bartending experience and I think your ability to connect with people. Do you think that, um, I mean, obviously there's a little bit bit of overlap between the two jobs. Do you think that you kind of have a unique 
perspective because of all your work in the service industry and knowing particularly now what what people in the service industry have to deal with and what they go through? I think it's um, I think they are uh, intrinsically related. I mean, it's it's the job of uh, of a bartender to um, listen to people and it's your job to serve them. And when it comes to local government, uh, for the most part, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, a lot of the times I don't feel listened to. Yeah. And I don't feel served. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it just seems that too many people running for office, um, they're a two-dimensional picture we receive in the mail mm-hmm. three times right before an election, and then we don't see them again until it's time for, for them to run again. Right. Um, and I think they also, there's so much focus on the party and what party they're a member of. And what I about your your political approach is that I think you find things that people can agree on, like your stance on payday lenders, which I think both people on both sides agree that payday lenders are, you know, ex- they can be exploitative or they can, you know, and people I think are able to agree on that and they don't have to say, oh, you know, you're a Democrat, you're a Republican. These are just the issues that I'm looking at and you're able to kind of bring people to an understanding of what you're actually doing, which I think is a great skill of yours. And you were able to not flip a district, unfortunately, in 2018, but you made significant gains, did you not, in, in that district uh, when you ran in 2018? Uh, well, no one in my party had run in, run in, in this district in 16 years since uh, 2002. And, uh, yeah, we went, we went from, I guess, nothing to 45.1%. Um, wow. And I... I over ten thousand people uh, voted for a you know for a, for a redheaded bartender with uh, glasses, <laughs> um, and I I was so incredibly thrilled by that. I I uh, knew uh, that it was I wanted to win in two thousand eighteen. Um, don't get me wrong, and I, we worked really hard to, make, to to try to make that happen. But the long term goal was was and still is that if I did lose in 2018, um, come back and, and, and win in 2020. I mean, that's, that's a huge amount of progress. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really hopeful that you'll be able to do it this time. Um, what did, like, what did you learn from that campaign? Is there, I think, is there something that you're going to do differently or is it just a matter of more time, more boots on the ground, more, uh, more outreach? The thing that, that, that changed, I think most in that campaign um, from from the start until the finish, um, I you always kind of think you know what the issues are. Um, you always kind of think you know uh, what people will will do or say or or, or how they relate to anything. Um, and you you do that you could, because hopefully at, at at the start of the campaign, I'd only listen to a couple hundred people. I'd only talk mm. to a, a couple hundred people um, in that in in, in my in my area, in my neighborhood, in my, in my district, by the, by, by the no- November of that year, I had literally talked to four or 5,000. Wow. Um, and that'll change. Um, it'll change your, your views on what people think are important, maybe not entirely, but it, it, it changes it slowly and subtly where you kind of look up from where you were um, a year earlier when you announced to, to election day mm. and you really kind of understand understand people a little bit better. That's, that's, that's really interesting. And again, kind of going back to your, your work as a bartender and just being, being in a people-based industry, which 
Um, it can be, I think, a tricky thing sometimes and a very fun thing. Um, what to you, just to kind of go back to bartending for a minute, like who, I, I know you love all of your customers equally, but who, I, having worked in the restaurant industry myself, are, who are the worst kinds and best kinds of customers? Like what, what, what's your ideal customer and what customers just drive you up the wall? All right. Well, well, here's something weird. Um, it, to me, um, a customer that annoys me, um, isn't necessarily my worst customer. Okay. Cause I have, you know, I have so many people who, um, and I'm not going to name names, obviously who could get on my, my nerves, uh, but at the same time, if they're well, well loved by the people who are sitting to the left of them and to the right of them, uh, they're my favorite customer. I see. Because I can, yeah, I can kind of like stand back and, you know, they're going to keep everyone entertained. Yes. Um, just because someone is, is great and fantastic and, um, and really nice to me, if they're uh, can be a pain in the butt to, to, to other folks, that's when I kind of go like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So it's, it's about, it's about kind of the whole atmosphere of the whole place, not just that individual person. I mean, it's, 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 it's yeah, it, it's, it, it's great when you, when you're having the good time, but it's, that's not your job that the job right. is to make sure everyone else is having a good time and, and make sure that the, that everyone else is enjoying themselves and, you know, uh, wanting, wanting to come back. Interesting. I know you've, you've had some kind of pet peeves, like, you know, lipstick on wine glasses and <laughs> things like that. Are there other things like that that people do? I, I Well, I, I just feel that the, you know, technology uh, uh, in, in glass cleaning is not keeping up with, with the uh, technology of, long, uh, of long-term lipstick. <laughs> uh, I think that's a, an issue more that I have with the scientific community than I have with actual, the actual customers who are imbibing the wine. Nice. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, what, just annoying things. Um, oh, I don't know the um, folks who uh, f- folks who uh, uh, will see that you're dealing with 50 things that, and uh, expect that you drop everything uh, to, to deal with that one person. Uh, yeah. that, that's always, that's always the biggest pet peeve. And it's always kind of, um, something I've learned that you, and it's something that's important, I think in, in, in politics as well. Um, you, you, you can't keep everyone happy. You, you try, right. you do your best. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, but if, if me kind of, kind of go like, I'll be right with you. Yeah. Means that I can, uh, take care of five or six people, um, uh, as opposed to ignoring their needs, um, then I think that's, that's, that's most important, you know? I mean, it's such a physically demanding job. I don't know if people necessarily know that. I mean, do, do you wear any sort of smartwatch or like a thing that would record your steps? Because you are, I mean, I, I more see you in the trivia context, but when you are actually bartending, you, you, you move. You move. Uh, and, um, uh, I guess I'm, I'm about close to 40 years old now and, uh, you know, I feel it, you know, at, oh, sure. at uh, the end of a 10 hour shift, uh, you know, the back hurts, the shoulders hurt, the, the, the legs hurt, the feet hurt. And when you, uh, the, the thing is when you, you won't feel it until you sit down that first minute and then, yeah. it, and, and, and then it, and then it just kind of registers like how tired you are. And it's the same way when, um, 
um, election days, uh, I have a, it's the same routine. You, um, every single election day, you uh, start out about one o'clock the morning before. Oh, wow. Um, and you, from one o'clock in the morning until about 9 a.m., 10 a.m., you put little flyers on people's doors who haven't voted yet, reminding them to vote. Are you skulking what? around neighborhoods at three o'clock in the morning putting flyers on windows? All right. So it was not even election um, that I was involved in, but the most recent um, presidential and county court clerk election, I was doing that. And no it's always kidding. Well, it, it, it's a way to get people in the habit of voting. It's a way to. Oh, sure. Uh, if you're, if you always, if you get in the habit of always voting, then eventually I don't, I don't, you know, you, you don't need to be reminded anymore. You just know, oh, it's, mm. oh, I remember that one time it's election day. I'm going to go vote now, but people got to get into that habit. And so I started at, uh, one, I was going to start at 1am. It was really bad, uh, thunderstorms that election day. It was the same day that unfortunately those, uh, really horrific, um, Tornadoes hit uh, hit Nashville. That's right. Um, so it was passing through uh, the 901. And so I didn't get get to get started until about 3 a.m. with a friend of mine. And it's it's about 5 a.m. And I, we're, you know, literally, you know, by flashlight, you know, and, you know, trying to, 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 to look like we're not doing anything inappropriate. We're not. And uh, going, okay, I think that's, I think that's 2446. No, that's 2448. Wow. Okay. But I, I'm, I'm literally putting the, the thing on, on someone's door telling them where their polling location is. And a guy opens the door up and he looks at me and goes, what are you doing here? I said, well, I'm just reminding you to vote, sir. And he looks at me, he looks down, and he goes, did you do this last, uh, uh, last election? I go, <laughs> yes, sir. Goes, it's always Alan. I'll, I'll vote. Just leave it on the door. Wow. So literally the guy like at, at three, three, three o'clock in the morning, you know, uh, looks at me, um, with, you know, it's kind of like, I'm going to, you know, you know, <laughs> what are you doing here to, <laughs> Oh, you're, you're that guy. Okay. You're, that, yeah, you're the guy funny. I've seen you. Yeah. I mean, I think you're so well known in your district now. I, I don't, I don't see how you can't win. I hope, I hope that you do. Uh, is this like, you know, look, looking forward, do you think in 10 years you want to be exclusively doing politics? Do you think you could ever fully give up the service industry or do you kind of want to keep a toe in each? I, um, I think one helps with the, uh, I think working in the service industry, uh, helps, um, understand, um, what people, what, what, what people need, what people want, because you're actually listening to people talk about how they, they want to send their child to a good public school, or they, they're talking about, um, how they can't afford their healthcare. Um, Absolutely. I think that's really important or, you know, even, you know, working at, you know, $4.50 an hour plus tips. I think that's important to um, remember that, you know, people work for a living and, you know, they deserve when they are taxed, they deserve every single penny of that, that tax dollar to be, to be used to, to, to help them and to benefit them. Absolutely. Um, I think that's really important. 
So looking, you know, um, looking back a little bit when you kind of started not just bartending, but when you started doing trivia, I, I find that is, you know, something that you that's the main reason I know you is because I come to the Wednesday night trivia at Celtic Crossing. Was that something that you'd always enjoyed yourself or that you just wanted to try? Because you, you've been doing that now. You said you've been at Celtic almost 15 years. How long have you been running the trivia night? I think about 10. Okay. Uh, we had a few folks do that before before I came on. I, I was one of the few people without an Irish accent. Um, <laughs> you look like um, you should have one, though. You are a, For our listeners, Alan is a very, very redheaded, uh, fair-skinned individual. What, what hair I do have. It, well, it's, it's still there. It's still there. Uh, <laughs> so just something that you, you thought you wanted to try and you were good at it? Um, I think mainly it was, um, you know, my, my degree is in, in, in history and I have a, you know, I have a minor in English and uh, I, as, as what, what, everything that I, I love about um, the service industry, you know, it, it and I do, you know, I've always kind of missed academia mm. and it's a way to kind of have that, that one, foot, like you said about one foot in, in, in the service industry, one foot in politics. It's not, not a full foot, but maybe like a little tiny pinky toe. In, oh, sure. Um, and remembering um, how much fun it is to, to learn, to learn new things and to, and to kind of teach folks. Uh, and, and I guess a very, uh, uh, Socratic manner, um, like, you know, ra- random things about the world. <laughs> well, we all, the, the general knowledge section is always just, you know, th- these are some things that you should know. And, um, and then you, you have these themed rounds, which I, there, I can tell, be- well, I can tell because you say it, but there are some rounds that you really, really enjoy doing. Um, like when you run movie quotes through a thesaurus and, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of an example, but, uh, like raging bull becomes, you know, irritated bovine or something, and we have to figure out what it is. Uh, you, you, you seem to have particular fun with those kinds of wordplay rounds. They take entirely too long to write. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, they're difficult to make difficult and to figure out how, like a way to, to have that balance of a few very easy questions, a few... Uh, oh my God, this is so difficult questions. And a few uh, of those, you know, 60, 40 are going to get, uh, but yeah, no, they're, they're a lot of fun. Um, they are nice. a lot of fun to um, kind of try to think of uh, like brain teasers, my, you know, little mind, uh, mind puzzles. Uh, but it, it, they are so, so difficult to not either make ridiculously easy or impossibly hard. That's great. Um, I apologize for my cat, by the way, if you're hearing that wailing in the background, my cat is outside the door. I have no idea. (laughs) I've been coming, (laughs) I've been coming to your, to your trivia now for something like five years. And we don't, we don't have a consistent team name uh, like the Wombats or other teams do because especially when uh, our friend Randall was on our team, he's since moved to Philadelphia uh, he was kind of our ringer. And so we would win a lot. And so we didn't want people to get mad at us because <laughs> we won a lot. So that's why we change our team name every week. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. And y- your trivia uh, is, I don't think, actually responsible. But three of the couples that we have played trivia with, well, including ourselves, three of the couples on this team 
uh, have had children uh, while they've been on a trip. They, they have to leave. We, we actually are still getting out when we can or we will again in the future. But uh, we had a couple that we played trivia with and then they had a kid and then we had another couple that we played trivia with and then they had a So uh, your, <laughs> your, your trivia has uh, pro, uh, fostered a very prolific team in that sense. But uh, there, there was one week where our team name was uh, Cameron had to leave because his wife is in labor. <laughs> read this out loud and we're like, wait, really? Where are you guys? <laughs> But it's uh, it, it's been there for the kind of the milestones of our life. And we actually did bring our baby. Uh-huh. She was very young because she had weird sleeping hours and she would just sleep on my chest uh, and we'd be in, you know, the inside, which is non-smoking. And so it reminded me of that scene in Sweet Home Alabama where Reese Witherspoon was like, you have a baby in a bar. <laughs> but... She, uh, you know, it's, she enjoyed it because all she wants to do is be on my chest. So we can't do it now, obviously, because she's older and needs to go to bed uh, a little earlier. But newborns actually stay up really late. So when she was about, I think, two or three months old, we brought her out trivia night and we really enjoyed that. Um, I have, sorry, I have a really good friend uh, who uh, she never really drinks at the bar, um, but she used to bring her, her daughter up and, you know, she'd have her, you know, they, they would basically eat, but her daughter was like nine, eight or nine at the time. She'd come and go, uh, I'll take the usual, Alan. The Dr. Usual Pepper on the rocks. Grizzled yeah. eight-year-old with a bartender. I mean, it is a, it's not, you know, we're not taking her to some nightclub or anything, but, um, you know, there was an entire, there were an entire, um, almost a year where I, I barely went to the PNH and all because it's so smoky. So I do appreciate that uh, you guys don't have smoking in your inside area. Uh, I can tell you a really, really great story about, oh, sure. about, about us going non-smoking. Um, so we had been a smoking bar for, I don't know how, how long. And uh, we shut down for um, a week and we were shut. And this was like, I think about, I think it was 2015. This when you redecorated, right? Redecorated, uh, gutted the inside, you know, repainted everything. Um and it was, it just happened to be the day that we were reopening was marriage equality day. Oh. And so Celtic is right across the street from out Memphis. It is. And uh, what was really amazing is we're sitting there um, trying to get everything back to where it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be open in, in an hour, but I constantly am running outside because a whole community of folks who had had never been able to um, get married in the state of Tennessee now were, and they were getting uh, married at out Memphis. And it was just really beautiful and amazing, amazing thing happening. And uh, we're in, still running inside, running out, outside because the women's world cup is, is the USA are about to start uh, playing. And a couple had shown up late to out Memphis and went to my employer and said, hey, look, we want to get married. We want to get married now. The county commissioner is here. He'll perform the, the, the wedding. Um, shout out to my good friend, Reginald Milton, who uh, uh, performed those weddings that day. Nice. Um, and he, he said, uh, and they said, well, look, uh, can we get married on your patio? And my, my boss uh, is, you know, very progressive, but he's a businessman. He said, well, you got 15 minutes. 
because the Women's World Cup is about to start. And, uh, <laughs> so, again, I'm supposed to be setting up the bar, but it's a chance to witness history. So I'm running in and out of the, the bar to try to see as much of this as possible. And uh, I go out, uh, I go outside right as, uh, as, uh, as uh, he pronounces, and I now can uh, pronounce you uh, married under, under the state of the rules and state of Tennessee. And they were surrounded by all these uh, soccer fans and they started chanting USA, USA. <laughs> and it was such a beautiful and wonderful scene and one that um, uh, I, will, I will remember to the day I die about uh, how you can feel um, just so much good in this world and, and have it kind of relate to all these different things that happen to your personal lives at the same time. That's fantastic. I, one of the things I really like about you, and I think that liberal politicians a lot of the times get, you know, dragged for not being patriotic or not loving this country or whatever, because, because there are things that they want to fix and make better for people. But I have literally seen you during, I think it was the Women's World Cup, it may have been the Men's World Cup, um, standing on a bar on the patio, waving a giant American flag. And so I don't think anyone has ever accused you of not being patriotic, or at least I hope not, because you, you are. Um, just because uh, I've always kind of thought of um, thought of this country as, you know, being, you know, uh, a very close relative, you know, a mother, a father, um, a sibling or a son. And when you talk about the people that you love or the things that you love, um, these sort of sentient beings, um, you always love them um, without question, um, but that doesn't mean you you don't want them to do better. Uh, and oh, in sure. fact, I mean, I think your your love of something, um, or love of someone, makes you makes you want to do want them to do better, and and makes you try to do whatever it is you can to encourage them uh, to do better and to be the best uh, mother son, husband, wife, uh, second cousin that you want them to be. Second cousin. We've all got some shady second cousins out there, but no. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. That's a great perspective. Um, I also wanted to know kind of now that, you know, uh, we are stuck inside a bit more, but uh, media is something that I've always uh, been, I've been impressed with your range of knowledge of media, particularly as it relates to trivia. And there are several uh, you know, books, movies, shows, whatever, that Greg and I have decided that we have to read or see or <laughs> experience simply because you ask questions in trivia about them. So like Heart of Darkness, Norwegian Wood, these these ones that come up like once, you know, once every six months or something. And Greg's like, oh, we still haven't read that or we still haven't read that. <laughs> because Alan keeps bringing it up. We need to see it so that we can get these points. Um, what I know historically you have a, a, a wide range, but, uh, what, what are you into right now? Um, currently I am being an absolute and complete nerd and watching whole Star Trek. Oh yeah. No uh, shame. No shame. No shame. Um, that's, that's for the most part, that's, um, uh, when I'm not, uh, calling folks up, um, when, um, my significant other, who I love very much, uh, and I loved it the first five times watching it over, 
making me watch the uh, British baking show. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's, it's soothing. We need a soothing show right now. Oh, it's very soothing. It's very soothing. I just wish I, I didn't know who, who would win every single episode. Yes. Well, um, yes. Now that you have, it's a little bit less suspenseful, but still soothing. Um, very, what, very soothing. When, when you said, uh, star, you're saying old Star Trek, so original series or? I am going back and forth between um, the original series and then uh, Discovery. Okay, uh, nice. Nice. And we're I almost love, done with Picard, so we're working on Picard, and uh, that's up next for me. Awesome, awesome. Uh, what do you have? Like a stupid turn your brain off show where you just you know feel like not really thinking too much. Uh, the old MacGyver episodes. Really. I um, that is because the 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 uh, protagonist wins up at the end of every episode. Um, there's kind of a reset button. Um, you don't, if you, if he's zoned out for, for, for 30 minutes, oh, he's, he's, uh, he's going to get the, he's going to get the bad guy. <laughs> he's he's going to use, the thing with uh, the other bubble thing. gum, uh, was it bubble gums, uh, 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 a walkie talkie and a paperclip. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's so funny to me because I, first of all, do you have these on DVD? Uh, no, it's on the, uh, it's on the, uh, the, I won't say the app out loud, but it's on the same app that, uh, the Star Trek's on. Oh, okay. Well, it's okay. We're not getting paid or not paid by anyone if we mention apps, but okay. I don't, I, I don't know what the rules are, uh, for the. It's fine. Uh, we, we, we don't, I didn't actually have, I, I have a committed sponsor for later episodes. Uh, and I'll, I'll mention them pro bono. It's Jack Pirtle's chicken. Go get yourself some delicious chicken. But uh, they can't ask. Are, are they? Are they uh, d- doing takeout right now? They are. They they are doing. Uh, thank you for asking, Alan. They are doing oh, yes. delicious, uh, delicious, through, and uh, they're doing drive through. And I think there's a site called BiteSquad.com where they take orders through there. Uh, and, and don't they pay? Yeah, a I, for me, sorry. Uh, don't they pay a, a better than normal uh, uh, wage than uh, the most uh, 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 fast food restaurants? Well, the the reason that they can't financially contribute, they've they've committed to financially contributing to this podcast, but not until this whole situation is over. Because right now they are, yes, they are trying to pay all of their workers a fair wage, uh, even the ones who are, you know, aren't necessarily working as much as they were because they don't have dine-in service right now. So I think that's deserves an endorsement. Some, I'll give them some pro bono shout outs, but uh, <laughs> so so CBS. I don't think we're a small enough podcast that I don't care if CBS at All Access knows us or doesn't know us. Uh, but I did not know they had Old MacGyver. That <laughs> seems like a good kind of turn off your brain show right now. That is good to know. I also know the Golden Girls is on Hulu, and I feel like that's a show where that I need to revisit because I watched it some as a kid, but the writing on it is just so sharp. Agreed. I I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um. <laughs> one of one of my favorite jokes from the Golden Girls is uh, uh, Rose says, "Can I ask a stupid question?" And Dorothy says, "Better than anybody I know." Anyway, um, well, that's great. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to uh, promote? I know that, um, and we've we've promoted this on previous episodes that there is a uh, service industry virtual tip bucket going on right now, mm-hmm. and we'll probably link to that again. Um, is there anything else? I mean, your, your, your employer, Celtic Crossing is still, uh, doing takeout. We actually got uh, fish and chips a few weeks ago, so they are still open in that capacity. Mm-hmm. 
Is there anything else that you wanted to promote or just let people know? Um, uh, there are um, several different uh, nonprofits that are helping out the service industry right now. Um, I, uh, I, I don't have them referenced at, at, at my fingertips, but I know that's fine. You know what? You can send them to me and we can put them in the show notes. Absolutely. Uh, uh, if you have um, extra, you know, please, please consider contributing. Um, the restaurant industry is a, a really wonderful, uh, fantastic industry, but unfortunately it, it has not promoted to a lot of folks um, uh, planning for the future. It's a very, you know, carpe diem kind of uh, industry. Yes. It's a very um, in the now and there's now there's not a whole lot coming in. So um, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. If you send us any nonprofits and, and, and we'll set, we'll put out the virtual tip bucket too. Um, well, thanks so much for, uh, for being my guest today, Alan. And uh, I'm just going to close us out here by saying that Memphis, Memphis Famous is produced and distributed by the OAM Network. Check out their services and other podcasts at the OAMnetwork.com. In the meantime, subscribe, rate, review, check out our Instagram at Memphis Famous Podcast and email us at MemphisFamousPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, Alan. Thank you so much. The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. The OAMnetwork.com. Power to the podcast.